Working in a busy South Auckland hospital emergency department isn't exactly where you'd expect inspiration for a live theatre play, but that's exactly where Dr David Geller's material has come from for his best-selling autobiography, which has now been adapted into a play. The A&E specialist at Middlemore Hospital had his book The Things That Matter, Stories of Life and Death, published in 2017, and now award-winning playwright Gary Henderson has adapted it for the stage. It opens next Saturday, the 12th of August, at Auckland's ASB Waterfront Theatre. And Dr David Geller is with me now. Hello there. Hi, Jess. I meant to check that with you beforehand. Geller or Gawler? No, Geller. I had a Latin teacher who used to call me Gawler, and one day he collapsed in class. And, you know, guiltily I thought maybe it was because of his mispronunciation of my name for so many years. (laughs) So I'll I'll avoid that just in case it's true. Yeah, good. Um, Before we get to the emergency uh, department, you've had your own interesting life. Your parents Polish immigrants. Yeah, they met in New Zealand after making their way here following World War Two. Your mother's an Auschwitz survivor. Yeah. Um, I wonder if their history moulded your own outlook on life. Somehow. Yeah, they did. There's no question about that. Actually, I'm an intensive care doctor, not an A&E guy. Apologies. But that's okay. But, um, yeah, no, they actually met in Israel, actually, as it happened. My father came here in 1947. He met a general at Monte Cassino. And he was with the Polish troops, and he met... General Stephen Weir, who was in charge of the New Zealand troops, and they became friends. And my father was stateless after the war, and General Weir helped my father come to New Zealand. So my father lived here for a number of years and then was unmarried, a Jewish man at 40, uh, and he went to Israel and met my mother there. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And moved back? And moved back. He was 18 years older than her, actually. (laughs) Extraordinary story, really. Tell us about the year you spent reading books and driving trolley buses in Wellington. Yeah, well, I did that. I went to university, and, uh, you know, in those days, university was an education. You know, it wasn't a job vocation thing. You know, people went there just to, you know, go to university and learn about life and decide what they might do later. And uh, I certainly did that, CAF 1, CAF 2, CAF 3, <laughs> and did a degree. You know, yeah. it was a reasonable degree. I did uh, a bit of botany, a bit of zoology, classics, yeah. and religious studies and various things. And then uh, I was not sure what to do with my life. Um, And uh, I ended up being a bus driver in Wellington for a year um, and really enjoyed that job, actually. It was a time of, um, it was interesting, it was during the um, dawn raids, 1976. Mm -hmm. You know, there were a lot of um, uh, drivers from the Pacific, you know, who, uh, you know, we got very close to them. A a lot of interesting people, a lot of students, uh, some recent immigrants, a number from Chile who were fleeing the Pinochet regime. So there was a really interesting mix of people. We've got some great people from uh, Chile. I've got uh, lots of my friends from Chile yeah. from that time. Yeah, they're their, really their fathers moving over to New yeah. Zealand, fathers and mothers. Yeah. yeah, and they had great stories. And, you know, they lost everything and had to remake their lives in the same way that my parents had to re- mm. remake their lives here. And they were terrifically interesting people. And, you know, and the buses were a chance to chat to people. You know, I love chatting to people. And, uh, and I read books between um, turnarounds, you know, Island Bay or Arrow Street or <laughs> Wellington. Did you have one particular route or did you do, do well, anything? Well, I love the Arrow Street route in particular, but you had lots of different routes and you, you drove diesels as well as trolleys, you know. And I met... Um, a very close friend of mine died recently, sadly, in Wellington. Um, he, he lived in Brooklyn, actually, and, and we, we met on the bus. I, I, he was a regular passenger of mine, and, oh, and we became close friends and stayed friends for 30, 40 years. Did either of your parents study medicine? No, neither of them did. My father was a lawyer in Poland. My mother did think about um, going to medical school when she was in, or, in an orphanage after the war in, in Poland, 
and she was interested in doing that, but then got offered the opportunity to go to Palestine then through the United Nations Refugee Association. And Poland was quite an anti-Semitic country, you know, um, mm-hmm. in those days, and she just decided best to leave. She had nothing to stay for. Right. But then you and your brother ended up... Yeah, I know. That's what, you know, Jewish immigrant um, parents, you know, there's, you know, you don't have a lot of choice. <laughs> I, I really resisted it for a long time, actually, you know, and, you know, and quietly the pressure built, you know. <laughs> yeah, because what was your brother's story? He went very young. Yeah, he was smart. You know, my brother was a super brain, and he still is. He lives down in Greytown now. Um, he's retired, uh, but he's a big reader. He loves music, you know, uh, and he was a super brain, and he uh, jumped classes because he was so bright and ended up going to university um, or medical school in Auckland here very young, actually, mm. and, um, you know, had a great career, actually. And at what point in your career did you decide to write a book? Oh, the book thing, you know, I started to write a little bit quite a while ago, you know, and some of it was just because you see so much, you know, in this job. And, and some of kind it... Kind of surprising that more doctors don't write books. Yeah, well, I think increasingly they are, you know, and there have been some obviously some fabulous doctors who have written books over the years. But you do see a lot and you actually, you know, a lot of that stuff sticks with you. Uh, for better or for worse, and sometimes it's for worse. And sometimes it's a bit like, uh, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night thinking about something, the best way to get it out of your head is to put it on a piece of paper, you know. And so sort of transposing some of those thoughts onto the page uh, can unburden you a little bit and perhaps actually make room for other things to come in, you know. So that's how I sort of looked at it. And I think you had a chance to dip your toe in the water with a a review for Metro magazine. Yeah, I've done a few things for them, um, and it was through that, that I ended up um, being asked to interview Atul Gawande yeah. at a writers' festival, and I think it must have been two thousand and fourteen. Yeah, think. I was. Yeah. Uh, I was at that festival, and yeah. I had a panel with Atul Gawande. It was yeah, a, he was a big, big name. He was a big name, eh? yeah. and he still, I think he still is. And he's a he's a really big draw card. He'd just written that book, Being Mortal, you know. Yeah. And he talked about things that people didn't really sort of talk about that publicly and it was an American story you know I mean he's an American guy he's Harvard he's you know he's loafers and you know and um, you know and those what are the what do you call it chinos and yeah and, and Brooks Brothers he's shirt and a blazer yeah, yeah quite smooth eh? you know the uniform and uh, you know and New Zealand's quite different and you know actually you know without being you know sort of pompous or you know you know his stories Actually, most of that stuff was happening here. Mm-hmm. We, we had our own stories. Yeah. And actually, we weren't telling our own stories. And the interview was an enjoyable one, you know, and I think people really enjoyed him, yeah. you know. And he was easy because, you know, he's a talker, you yeah. know. And all you've got to do when you interview someone like that is just nudge him, you know, when he starts to veer off to the left and right and off he goes, yeah. you know. And he was good. And, I, and, I thought he had a bit of star quality even backstage. Yeah, he's, he, was, he is he is pretty slick yeah you know his wife is an editor book editor actually right. and so and i think she must have helped him a little bit his writing's beautiful mm. you know some of the new yorker essays are terrific he wrote a f- he's written a, f- a fabulous series of them over the years i remember the first one i ever read was about um a polio outbreak in india and where you know millions and millions of vaccines were delivered within about three or four days mm. you know and he just told that story how did that come to pass yeah you know extraordinary thing and actually you know used a lot of the techniques that we learned lat- in the latter part of the COVID vaccination which is really about letting communities uh, and trusting communities to do that work you know I'm talking to Dr David Geller whose book about his uh, career in medicine has now been turned into a play at Auckland Theatre Company so you got shoulder tap by the publishers who said, hey, do you think you've got a book in you? And bravely, you said yes. Yeah, bravely, I said yeah. yes. And how was the process of actually writing Oh, it was terrific. I really enjoyed it. I was up in Samoa at the time. Um, Emma, my partner, um, 
took a year out to sit on their Supreme Court up there. You know, she'd been offered that position. And I took a year out from Middlemore, you know, um, unpaid, you know, just and ended up volunteering up at the hospital, which I thought, you know, I'd go up there two days a week. Yeah. It ended up as a seven-day, 24-hour-a-day oh job, you know. But actually, there were downtimes, and I, you know, unusually for me, became quite disciplined about writing. And, you know, once I started, I, you know, and I'd been writing a little bit, but once I really started to do it, you know, when you give yourself a little bit of space and time mm. and you've got an idea in your head, you know, things happen you inside your You get the flow, get the flow. Yeah, things happen, you know, things come to you, you know, the dominoes start to fall, you know, and, and you find your way through it. And I really started to enjoy that process at the time. And, you know, I had a desk, I had a particular place where I did it, you know, it was hot as hell, you know, and I wrote and it was great. You know, and I wasn't quite sure what it was going to be like, you know. I thought, oh, is this crap, you know. Mm. And I sent it to Jenny at Allen and Unwin, and, you know, she came back, you know, kind of with a lot of, you know, sort of um, encouragement, actually. She yeah. was terrific. And so off, I just kept going. <laughs> and, and then it was published, and, and how was it received? What sort of feedback did you get? Oh, I got good reception from it, really. I mean, I think people really enjoyed it, you know, the book. it's There's lots of elements and themes that run through the book, you know. But, you know, I suppose it's 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 essentially a very human set of stories, you know, um, and, and it's based, it's got a certain structure to it uh, that starts with the um, death of my father and finishes with the death of my mother and in between, uh, you know, stories of, you know, um, of the people who present with different conditions and different situations. Mm. Largely, I went through the organ system of the body in a funny sort of a way, mm. you know, and just highlighted issues around that. Wow. And to trying to make some of the, you know, the medicine um, a bit more understandable to people, to point out at the, at the end of it all that it's a deeply human endeavour, you know, um, that actually the joy in medicine is about the people. It's not about what you do to the people. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of stuff, you know. And then how about this latest opportunity with um, uh, Auckland Theatre Company? Yeah, that was interesting because, uh, you know, the publishers contacted me to say the Auckland Theatre Company wanted the rights and, you know, they asked me whether I was okay with that. Yeah. And, and I, I, I thought, yeah, of course, you know, but had no sense that, anything would happen and completely forgot about it and until the day I got a call saying there's a script for you to read, you know. And I was you no know, I was a bit sort of, you know, blown away by that actually. and a bit discombobulated by it actually because I'd never thought it would happen. Um and I I got a script. It was dropped off in uh, in my letterbox and it sat in a white envelope for a while, you know, and I kept looking at it, you know. Then I opened the envelope and didn't take out the script and then I eventually took out the script and I read it, you know, one Sunday morning. And um, I was kind of pleasantly surprised by what I saw, you know, uh, what I read. And um, and I had no idea how Gary could adapt what I had written into a drama, you know, because that's what he's done. He's done it really well. I had no idea how he might have done that, you know. And then I read it and then I started to, I pulled out a pencil actually and started to edit it, <laughs> as you do, mm. and then realised after about an hour that's not my job. <laughs> <laughs> they, hadn't, they hadn't asked you to no, uh, make no. notes. No, they hadn't asked me to make notes, but I did make a few notes. And in the end, you know, and, and Gary and I met, and we've met a few times, uh, and, it's, and, and, you know, and it's been really terrific, actually. You know. and, I've tried, and I've tried to stay a bit close to it during that first attempt to get it up and running in 2021. 
and subsequently now I've um, I've you know I've spent a little bit of time with. Was that a COVID story? Yeah, it was actually, and you know the the play was scheduled. Uh, the dress rehearsal occurred at uh, lunchtime. The you know the first the preview which people had bought tickets to uh, was sold out that night, and the opening uh-huh. was the previous night. And after the dress rehearsal at twelve o'clock, at about two o'clock, that ping of the Omicron oh, case gosh. came through. Yeah. Even people turned up to the preview that night and were turned away because there was a little uncertainty about what the yeah. and, but then the whole thing got canned and you know, I thought it would be lost and I felt terribly for the theatre company actually because they had really invested heavily in this and I mean not necessarily all with resources although it must cost them a bit but mm. actually they'd put a lot of work into it you know and they have this time too and you know and I you know I just want you know, to take my hat off to them really I mean Jonathan Bielski the director said at the Mihi on the first day of rehearsals he talked about you know the responsibility of being authentic you know for this to be an authentic portrayal mm. and and to represent the people um, who are portrayed there although they are fictionalized now but they're based very much on yeah. the stories I wrote uh, and and actually one of the people who was in that book uh, is going to be at that opening you uh, know and so you know how important it was to be authentic and 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 actually when we talk about the health service and the health workforce you know to actually Represent them well. Yeah, you know? I mean, I, I was quite touched by that. Actually, I have to say, you know, so what is the format of the play? Ah, come and see it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But gee, it must be. I mean, interesting enough to read your book as a script, but then to see it come to life. Yeah, well, it's terrifying too. Of course, you know. I mean, but the first script that I read actually had our family name in it and my name in it, and um, and I did find that a little bit weird, you know, and and. Gary and I talked about that, and my anxiety about that was the accuracy of things. Yeah, because if you're going to use the real name, yeah, you have to get everything yes, right. But yeah. if but if you do, you know, you can if you do change that, of course, it gives um, everyone a bit more license. Yeah, good. And, and that's what they did, and I think they've done pretty well. I went to a re- part of a rehearsal yesterday, and you know, it's you know, it's still very much a story, my story, and it's my parents' story, and quite moving at times too. So you know, it's good. I think. But you haven't watched it with an audience. Uh, only seen the dress rehearsal. Yeah. I'm the only member of the public who's seen it, actually. <laughs> that was in 2021. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you, Jesse. What's next for you? Well, um, I'm, um, I've been working a little bit uh, for the health reform in the last on and off for the last couple of years. I've done a bit of travelling. Yeah. And uh, I've just completed I, I talked it. to you with the formation of the Health Coalition Aotearoa. That's right. Ago. And I'm still very much involved with the Health Coalition Aotearoa. Yeah. There's a, an event uh, next, I think it's on the 8th of August, where we're, we've released our prevention brief. You know, these are the evidence-based policies to reduce harm right. from alcohol, tobacco. Ahead of the election. Yeah. And, you know, and that's going to be down in Wellington on the 8th, I think. And there's... And, there's, um, there's, you know, there's the, the I think the health minister, all the health, the health minister, the health spokespeople will be there for that event to talk about the issues that we think are really important. You know, um, one of us, uh, one of our texters asks, with the amount of wisdom that you've gained over the years, when are you going to run for office? Ha! Huh. It's too late for me now. I'm a bit old for that, I think. You know, <laughs> I don't think that stopped politicians in the past. <laughs> Maybe it should. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. All right. Thanks, Jesse. Dr. David Geller. The uh, the book is called The Things That Matter. Uh, the play is Things That Matter, and it's on Auckland Theatre Company at Auckland's ASB Waterfront Theatre from August 12th to the 27th.